You're listening to the Overcast. Sunshine on a cloudy day. Part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Overcast, the entertainment podcast where we like to have fun. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul. And I am your co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. And we are bringing you sunshine! On a cloudy day! There you go, you know the words, I ain't gotta say it. (laughs) And you know what else comes with sunshine is heat. And you know what sometimes comes with heat? What's that? Steam. Steam. Yeah. And we could, uh... Stand to let off. Uh, I could. I don't know about you, but I could stand to let off a little steam today because oh, yeah? uh, things have been What's... quite stressful in my life lately. What with the work uh, being during oh, yeah? the summer and the the ten hour days and the and the stuff with the moving and the packing and the you know the slumlord and all that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been piece it, of shit. It's been a shitty yeah. summer. Yeah, I. I, I... Hot girl summer, more like not, <laughs> not, not, not cool bummer. <laughs> um, 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 okay, all right. <laughs> you you oh, didn't even let me get to the punchline before you started laughing. What the fuck, Bruh. Oh my god. I don't know. It's like you had a premonition about where I was going with it, and you preemptively laughed. You're like, ooh, this is a good one. I've heard this one before. You're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. No, but seriously, it's... Um, I will say this. I've said it before. I do love my job. I do, uh, but I need to be more specific. I love my job during the school year. During the summer, it sucks donkey ass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Just way too, way too much, like, it's too fucking hot, and it's too much, like, moving heavy shit around and doing tedious garbage, like, wiping down windows and, like, being out in the sun and, like carpentry shit and I just mm-hmm. you know right. and, it, and all the like remodeling and uh, and everyone's mad because they don't get any sleep because it's by the time you get home you get like three hours of free time if you want to get eight hours of sleep and that's not realistic if you have nope. shit to do in the family so everyone's only getting like four or five hours of sleep and so everyone's pissy yeah. all the time because they gotta I be there can at believe it. five o'clock in the cocksucking morning I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's 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 not good. Um, we're all at the point now where we're like, we just want night shift to come back. We're done. We're done with this horseshit. <laughs> when's the this... when's the when's the school year start up out there? The twenty third. It's approaching. It's 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 coming up quick. Not fast enough. And... Yeah, I mean, my daughter just had her first her her uh, her fifth birthday. I just celebrated my daughter's fifth birthday uh, this weekend. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. We made homemade pizzas, and we made uh, strawberry shortcakes for the cake. 
That sounds delicious. <clears throat> it was. It really was. Homemade pizza. Absolutely amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like I already let off a little steam. It's going to get yeah. better. But <laughs> that was... Um, but yeah, no. Eh, I don't want to, you know, uh, get too into it. But, like, there oh, are... Yeah, it's. I like the job, but I, I try to keep my distance because there's like people are in in cliques and shit, and there's a lot of favoritism that goes on around there, and I don't want to be involved in that drama. But it's like you know, if you're not right. if you're not part of the in crowd, then they scrutinize every little thing you do, and it's extremely annoying. <laughs> um, right. You know, uh, you get people leaving. For, you know, we get, like, two 15-minute breaks and a half-hour lunch, and some people will leave and be gone for, like, two, almost three hours, and nobody says shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then but then other people will get yelled at for getting on their phone real quick to switch the song they're listening to. <laughs> it's right, right, it's right. Poor shit. I mostly blame the summer, but I also blame nepotism. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Oh, I me. But yeah, tell me more about this, uh, how do you say, birthday? So yeah, we had a, uh, so the backtrack a little. Um, a friend of our, uh, our friend Sarah uh, came out from Iowa, whose name also happens to be Sarah. Uh, we went out to Six Flags to celebrate. To avoid confusion of which Sarah I am talking about, I'm going to call the Sarah that you know, Asher. And I'm going to refer to the other Sarah as just Sarah. So, we, uh... Um, Sarah we A went... and Sarah B. <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, Asher. She, um, we, she came, We went out to Six Flags uh, Great America to celebrate her birthday, and I. Okay, so it it I was on a mission the moment I laid eyes on Sarah. I just I had a feeling that. that we would hit it off and I was right and I'm glad I, I I'm glad I, I glad I went in the, to, to shoot my shot and it, it, it was it was uh, it paid off because <laughs> I I have not been this genuinely happy in a long fucking time you it know was, uh, you, you, it was a lot you, of fun you saved it in the end because in the beginning there, the way you said that, where you're like, I was on a mission the moment I laid eyes on her. That sounded, that that was, that, that, that was almost, that was almost, uh, the, the, maybe not perhaps the best wording, <laughs> you know? I mean, she'll be listening to this. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I said, you saved it. You saved it. But it's like that meme where they're like, they had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Like that, 
that was that, that that's one of those moments where like you it, the the beginning sounds terrible but then you save it in the end <laughs> that, uh-huh. that's, that's yeah. what that was that's what yeah. that was at the be- at the beginning i was like oh no this sounds like some incel shit but then you saved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i um no, i haven't been this genuinely happy in a long time and i think it's about uh, it's about time it ha- i i i, I get a little selfish and do what I need to do to be happy. Indeed. Indeed. But she lives in Iowa, but she uh, basically said that she's going to try to over the next year, try to transfer out here or move closer out here and then look for work out here. Or transfer out here, one or the other. Um, whatever the timing is right. Well, that's good stuff. I'm happy for ye. Yeah. Much ado about love. Yes, it's <laughs> uh. It's always good to hear when people, uh, you know, there's a pot for every lid out there or some shit like that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And no, that's not some kind of pansexual pun. It's just, I know. It's just an old saying. <laughs> oh, good heavens to Betsy, to Murgatroyd and whatnot. I'm starting to show my age. I swear to God, like I, 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 I grew up in that I grew up in that era where like I got to enjoy the old shit and the new shit. So like I when I was a kid, I was watching all those old Hanna Barbera cartoons on Boomerang, like mm-hmm. Snagglepuss and shit. And he would be like, "Oh heavens to Murgatroyd," you know, like <laughs> that was that was the thing. Uh, <laughs> Top Cat, man. I remember. I remember Top Cat and Yogi, Yogi yes. Bear and Huckleberry yes. Hound. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 A thousand times. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Did the, the um the millennial privilege of having been a '90s kid means you got to enjoy VCR and Blu-ray before you died? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Ugh. Really growing up in the, in the, uh, well, we grew up in the best era, but now, now we're living in the worst timeline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it all worth it? All good things must come to an end and all, um, I, I, you know what? I think we, we wished on a monkey pause what happened. Something, it's... Somebody, it's, uh, might, no, somebody wished on a fucking, yeah, monkey paw. Mm-hmm. There's there's you a know. catch. There's a catch to all that shit, you know? Yeah. All that, all that, the 90s was too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, We're in a no simulation! Ah! Right, no, shit was way better back in the fucking 90s, bro. Oh. God, I got a Charlie horse like a motherfucker. <laughs> Ouch. I don't know why. That was random as fuck. Or, you know, I pulled my hammy. I don't know what's wrong with it. I need to stand up. Uh, ah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> what? What? 
Technical you difficulties, good? folks. Are you good? <laughs> what the fuck did you do? I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking man. Oh, oh, yes. There's a couple great reactions and highlights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I don't know what the hell happened. I was just sitting here and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like the fucking back of my left leg near my thigh started hurting like shit. <laughs> I need to eat more bananas or something, I think. Nobody out there is driving while listening to this. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for what happens. They're going to be oh like, God. they're going to be like, ah ha ha, swerve. <laughs> oh my God. Be laughing so hard they're crying and just oh. crash into a fucking tree. Bro, I have tears falling down my face. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Nibbler, that is not a chew toy. That is a cord to my mic. You cannot chew on that. The tears yeah. are partly partly from laughing and partly from the pain. Oh my god, yes. Here, I'm gonna get her some fucking catnip real quick. Give me one second. Of course, why not? <laughs> holy fuck, guacamole. Holy, um. holy fuck, bro. What the... <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> oh, shit. So... Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember where we left off. <laughs> Neither so, do I. We got distracted by your Charlie horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The goddamn horse should have never named him Charlie. I knew what I was getting <laughs> Oh, man. Yes. Oh, holy shit. Well, tell me about your Six Flags Great Adventure. <laughs> Six Flags Great America. All right, so. No, we, um, we, um, <laughs> we went on, let's see, we went on Goliath. So, for anybody that, that is not familiar with Six Flags Great America, Goliath has got to be... <clears throat> one of the tallest coasters that they have that things goes to like 202 or 212 feet up in the air and the first raging raging bull is 250 at the peak okay okay so yeah not yet <clears throat> so yeah raging bull is beats uh goliath all right um but the first major drop on goliath is like a uh and it's like an 85 degree drop <clears throat> That scared the ever living shit out of me, and I am a roller coaster like fanatic. Like, I don't know all of the specs and shit, but I um, 
<clears throat> a roller coaster is just a fucking adrenaline rush to me. We went on Raging Bull. We went on Viper. Viper's a fun one. That's another, like, that's a hybrid coaster. That's a, um, <clears throat> that's a mechanics and wooden coaster. 85 degree angle, you say. That's almost straight down. Dude, like, yeah, I know, dude. It was, it was fucking terrifying. <clears throat> it was the highest. The Raging it was, Bull is pretty, that pretty first, straight that, down, too. That, uh, the Raging Bull, I could, I could handle. But Goliath, that 85-degree drop was the highest point of the ride. Oh, of course. Um, I I went on it twice that day. Um, oh, we, uh, me and Sarah, we got our picture taken by the Batmobile. Outside Batman. Um... <clears throat> one of these Six Flags employees was walking by and saw that we were trying to take pictures and asked asked if uh, we wanted him to take our picture. I'm like, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking at a picture of the Goliath right now, and I see the drop you're talking about. and. Oh. It, it looks almost exactly like the Raging Bull, I'm not going to lie. It looks like a smaller Raging Bull. The it, Raging Bull is a full I'm steel. looking at the, drop for, uh, at the drop from the front. Well, oh, yeah. Dude. But I'm looking at the drop from the front, right? And uh -huh. I can see the angle. But, like, you know, and, you know, throw the picture up here for people on the video version. Uh, but I, I can see the angle. But what I also see is that... The um, after a certain distance down, the rails start to curve outward, so it's not a straight drop the whole time. There is no. a bit of a curve to it. Yes. So yeah, there is a bit of a curve, okay. but it's it's a, otherwise it's damn near straight down. Okay, I remember. So the difference then, I think is I remember the Raging Bull being so ungodly tall and the drop being so ungodly steep that you actually, at the bottom of the drop, go underground for a brief second and pop back out because they had to build the thing underground other, other like in order to like uh, get the momentum right from such a freaking steep drop. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's how fast you're going on that one. Right. Um, you know... For somebody who's afraid of heights, I can't believe that I actually rode all of those. <laughs> Bro, like... Back in, granted, it was literally two decades ago, but... Right. You know, I, um... I, uh... One of my favorite rides that we went on... Uh... Was the Joker. The Joker... Hands down... Gotta be one of my favorites. So... Basically, if you're familiar with the Scrambler at your like local county fairs or whatnot, you're basically in a you're not the only difference between Joker and Scrambler is Joker is basically Scrambler on steroids. You're not in a cage. Your legs are free swinging and your chair is on a track. 
And this thing is, it, it's, it's, it, it's not long enough by any means, but it's, it's definitely. None of that shit is. Two no, hour line like, for a two minute ride. <laughs> I, right, no, like we purposely, like there's been, there were times where we would just go through the single rider's line, uh, single rider's line. And um, the mm. basically they would pair you with somebody who doesn't have ha- have someone to sit next to them, so you could be standing in the single line single riders line for like hours and not get not get to go. But m- thankfully, every time Oof. we every time we stood in the single riders line, uh, we uh, we got on pretty quickly. You know, I think there's another difference uh, between the Joker and the Scrambler. What's that? Uh, the Joker is run by a professional, and the Scrambler is run by a drunk teenager. Yes, that. <laughs> that. Pretty fucking much. Yep, you're uh... a <laughs> local county fair. Yep. Yeehaw and all that. Yeah. No, like... <clears throat> then we got to the, uh... We got to... We were standing in line for Goliath uh, after... This was... We went on Goliath twice. Um, we were standing in line for Goliath and the uh, the fireworks start going off. And I remembered what I uh, had set out to do because uh, I purposely went and ch- went to check to see if they were ha- going to have fireworks that night. So as soon as the fireworks start going off, I'm a fucking hopeless romantic, you guys. I I leaned in for the kiss, and she. Yeah, no, no, she, she, she loved it. I loved it. I, um, mission accomplished, basically. My man's here living a real life rom com. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of Adam Sandler movie. It's the roller coaster love story. Love at first drop. I'm bro. You, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh I'm over here as red as my shorts. Coming soon to a Walmart bargain bin near you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, criminy. Oh no, that's that's that that's that's great. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to any theme parks, but um, I'm getting old, Sonny. My bones ain't what they used to be. I'm gonna be going hey. probably more on a regular basis now that I, because I ended up getting the Six Flags Plus uh, monthly membership. So as long as I'm paying for it. I get access to all of these Six Flags theme parks and water parks. So I could probably go to Magic Waters. Yeah, I called it Magic Waters. I know that's not what it's called anymore. But I don't give a shit because that was what it was called when I was growing up. 
fuck them and their Hurricane Harbor Rockford bullshit. <laughs> and it Back will always, when I was a it kid, they called it the splishy, splashy place. The, uh, it'll always and forever be Magic Waters. Can't do the coley roasters anymore. Not since I had the hip surgery. Jesus Christ. I seriously... No, uh, the truth be told, like, I did all those roller coasters for... Again, being afraid of heights and all that, weirdly enough, I did have a weird adrenaline thing going on as a teenager, and I did, like, the... Um, Superman was my first roller coaster ever, and then, like, since... The worst part of every single one of them was the climb. Everything after that was fun, because it goes by in a blur, you know, so it's not... But, like... Ooh, I had mixed emotions about that, uh, but I ended up riding pretty much all of them except for the V2 because I I didn't care for the whole back and forth thing, and yeah. I refused to ride I refused to ride the giant drop because I don't trust it. My um, first roller coaster was inside the Mall of America in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was back when, uh, before they had the, the Nickelodeon theme park in there, it was, uh, Camp Snoopy. So there was like a, uh, like a, like peanut gang, uh, themed theme park, but more focused around Snoopy. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. Nice. I was screaming my head off, get me off of this thing, get me off. And then my, I look at my dad after I get off the roller coaster and I say, Let's do that again. <laughs> like that was um, my first ever adrenaline rush, and I I didn't know how, I didn't know how to emotionally process it, so I just did the only thing I knew and I just screamed, "Get me off of this thing!" <laughs> I think part of it is just like the older I've gotten, the more aware I've become of my own mortality. You right? Know? And yeah. It's like, it's like um I don't know it, it it's uh kind of this thing where um like heights have always bothered me like I said I could do the roller coasters just fine but it's one of those things where like maybe I would get on one again if the opportunity presented itself but I'm not gonna go out of my way for it you know I'm not Fair just gonna enough. wake up one day and be like you know what I feel like a roller coaster today let's drive three hours for that <laughs> you know like right. I, I I get a lot of my adrenaline from like VR and horror games and mm -hmm. like stuff like that and I'm okay with it because I'm safe in my own home and I, you know to be honest I think maybe the pandemic had a lot to do with it kind of put a lot of things in perspective you know, for me, and just, uh, so I don't know, just kind of change some of my outlooks on life, if I'm being honest. Also, the movie Fall, I couldn't even watch the trailer for that shit without getting vertigo. So, <laughs> that's, uh, you so, know. So, I know that um, this, is, this is more geared towards, like, the horror side of things, uh, but... Six Flags Fright Fest is uh, going to be on select nights uh, from September 8th to October 31st. And they are going to be having two new uh, haunted houses. One specifically uh, designed after the upcoming Saw film, Saw X. 
and they're going to have a, another haunted house from one of my other favorite horror movie franchises based around the first Conjuring film. I am excited. I'm excited to actually go because I'm actually pl- I'm planning on going out there for Fright Fest at least a couple of times. But yeah, no, I think it would be fun. I've 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 worked at Six Flags while Fright Fest was going on, but I've never attended Six Flags as a guest during Fright Fest. So this is going to be a whole different ball game. Well, speaking of um, horror-focused things, I believe we both have some uh, horror-focused things to talk about in our media corner this week. Yes, Uh, yes. So, perhaps, perhaps now is the time to make the transition, I think. Yes. Well, aren't we a tall glass of water? Me? I'm more of a Hawaiian punch. All right, everyone, welcome to the Media Corner. They're part of the show where we talk about the games, movies, music, TV shows, books, and other what-have-yous that we've been consuming and enjoying lately, or media-related news that caught our interest. Uh, why don't you go first this time? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go first this time. I, I know you are, because I told you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... so. I've consumed a lot of media lately. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is uh, basically – so I, I I watched Renfield. Oh. And I didn't know what to think about it at first. But I love how self-aware and stupid it is. <laughs> it's just the right amount of stupid. Like – Dude came out of the fucking car and he said, I got a prescription for this! <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So I, too, saw this movie, and I wholeheartedly agree with your assessment there. It is a very self-aware movie, and um, I went into it out of morbid curiosity, came out of it having a much better time than I thought I would. Um, for sure. Oh, yeah. Also, Aquafina kind of steals the show in this movie. I'm just gonna say that. Oh yeah, no. This uh, Aquafina in this movie was fucking amazing. Absolutely, um, I love how over the top it was and gore, like especially with the gore. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> like some Deadpool level shit, you know? Um, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed this. I, um, I. There's a kind of a Nicolas Cage renaissance going on right now, but truth be told, he's not even in most of the movie until closer to the end. It really is about Renfield. Oh, yeah, no. I I, I liked that because I honestly, going into it, I really couldn't take Nicolas Cage seriously as a fucking vampire. But after fucking watching his performance... Holy fuck, is he a good Dracula. His performance was On good. On fucking spot. But let's be fair. On fucking point. His performance was good, but let's be fair. The movie doesn't take him seriously as a vampire either. The whole thing is a big funny haha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but it works. He is menacing in the scene in some of those scenes. Not gonna lie, there are moments where the Nicholas Caginess leaks through, but there are other yeah, other moments, oh, most definitely. You know, yeah, no, you can definitely, definitely still tell that it's him. Indeed, except in the parts where that's he's like, praise. except in the parts where he's old and shriveled. That's you know, like the yeah, where he's like decaying. <laughs> Even then, I could still kind of tell. But it was uh, a surprisingly well done movie with a um, pretty forward thinking message. I have to agree with you. That was a, it was a good one. I was surprised I liked at it. how much I, I enjoyed I, it. I really liked it. I really liked it. I was uh, surprised at uh, how much I laughed at it. Honestly, it was <laughs> right, way, no, way I... funnier than I thought it would be. Too. No, and I, uh, immediately after watching Renfield, I watched the new Kevin Hart stand-up special on Peacock. Oh, so double the laughs. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just going to touch on that real quick. Not that, just briefly, because I, I still got, like, two other oh, oh, things I oh, want to talk about. We're doing 3.5 things today, I see. Okay. I guess you know that was that was just a quick shout out to Kevin Hart. Love you, Kev. If you're listening, I have a dollar. You know, I think I might have out. I might have just unintentionally. <laughs> I think I might have just unintentionally made a short joke by referring to Kevin Hart as the point five in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh fucking shit! Oh. <laughs> Well, that's unfortunate. He's a very, very short man. Well, I guess we'll we, <laughs> let, let's keep it in the realm of horror then, and yeah. I will talk about the Twisted Metal show on Peacock. Although, yeah, to be fair, much like Renfield, this is a horror comedy. Oh, wait, before I do though, let me ask you real quick: What would you rate Renfield? Renfield? Yeah. What, what's your rating? Okay, so this was a good movie. I'm not going to give it a 9.5. I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5? Because okay. they could have... That's high praise. Giving it um, a... 8 point, 8 point Kevin Hart. Okay. Um. And the, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, no. I, I'd, give it a, I'd give it an 8.5. Okay. It's it was it was it was it was good. It could have been a little better, but otherwise, yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, maybe a tiny bit. How about more. you? I I gave it an eight, just a solid eight. A solid eight. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. I liked it. It's not. It's not because it does anything wrong. You know, sometimes missing right. missing points aren't about something a movie does wrong or does bad. It's just about it not not going the extra mile. Like it's good, but like like yeah. you said, could have been better. Potential for more yeah. in there. Not that not absolutely not to say that because everything I saw from start to finish, I genuinely enjoyed. I didn't have a single problem with the movie, but it's not like. A groundbreaking cinematic masterpiece. It doesn't, you know. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So that's 
yeah, it, it, it's a good way to, yeah, so that's okay in the ballpark, but anyways, Twisted yeah. Metal, speaking of things that are not cinematic masterpieces, um, no, this, that's not an <laughs> insult, so Twisted Metal, much like Renfield, is a horror comedy, if the fact that Will Arnett plays Sweet Tooth's voice wasn't already a dead giveaway there, and the trailer, of course. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, in this show, Anthony Mackie uh, plays John Doe, who is one of the more uh, famous reoccurring drivers. I think, well, okay, so this show has the comedy of the original Twisted Metal games for the original PlayStation, but it okay. a lot of the story elements are taken from Twisted Metal Black, the PS2 game. A lot of the characters right. and like their backstory are taken from Twisted Metal Black, and even some from the 2012 Twisted Metal. Um... Like sweet, okay. like sweet tooth's machete. Also, that he wields in this is the same weapon that he uses in PlayStation All Stars. Um, <clears throat> okay, okay. So there's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. But basically, this is a setup. This is the season one of this is almost like a prequel to like a, a new Twisted Metal tournament. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Because every no, every I, game uh... is a new tournament. It wasn't like a like a whole. <laughs> Thing, but Anthony Mackie is John Doe in this, and John Doe is the driver of Roadkill in Twisted Metal Black. And he is John Doe because he has no memory, and that's pretty in line with that character's backstory. But yeah. it's in a post-apocalyptic world where he's a, a what's known as a milkman, and he's making deliveries from city to city to make a living, you know, while other people are on the inside. And he gets to make this one special delivery with the hope of finally getting to live inside a city. And along the way, he meets a girl and falls in love, and he makes frenemies with Sweet Tooth, and he meets other, you know, Easter eggs from the Twisted Metal franchise. There is a girl um, named Amanda who's... Um, so, like, here's a deep cut, right? There's a girl named Miranda Watts who is working on a Formula One car named Twister. And that's a direct reference to the Twister car in the game's original games and her driver, Miranda Watts. However, in one of the Twisted Metals, she was replaced with her sister, Amanda Watts, looking for her. And in the show, Miranda has a love interest named Amanda, but it's a different Amanda, but it's a direct reference and uh, this Amanda has a is a like um, a botanist, and she has a car that's a buggy, and that's a reference to the car Flower Power from Twisted Metal. I want to say one or two. I'm not sure which one, but there's a lot. There's Pit Viper. There's Pizza Boy. I think it might be Twisted Metal three actually. Um, these are all like. Um, like one-off references that are like if you don't um if you don't know these vehicles from the original games then you won't get it you know what i mean like they're just going to be random names to you you know like uh for example in one of the twisted metal games there's a truck like a a construction truck called mr slam that has like one of those clamp things on the front it grabs the cars and slams them up and down with it and throws them and the character in the show named Mr. Slam has named it for a completely different reason. You know, it's just, the name is a reference. Um, you know, there was, um, uh, Chloe Fineman is in the show as, um, Bloody Mary from Twisted Metal Black. And, uh, Jason 
uh, fuck, I can never pronounce his last name, Manazuka or whatever. He plays the crazy guy. I think his name is Pistachio in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, okay. Which is funny because Stephanie Beatriz, who plays Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is also in this as, like, the main, uh, is the secondary protagonist. Um, okay. So, and, um, yeah, uh, her character, she's an original character made for the show. Her name is Quiet. Um, okay. But, you know, I like the show, but it's, it's kind of an up and down for me. Some episodes were great and other episodes were kind of draggy and boring. There's one episode in particular where both the characters are like spend the whole time in a diner talking about their past and their feelings. And it's just like, Oh, enough. Come on with the boom, boom already. (laughs) Um, right. It was, um, but I enjoyed most of the show. It was good. Uh, outlaw is one of the prominent characters in this. Um, okay. I forgot to mention Jason. What's his nuts plays preacher from twisted metal black. So there's that too. Um, so yeah there's basically just a grab bag of easter eggs references and random characters from pretty much every twisted metal game in the uh, franchise and Mm -hmm. um and even some of the locations are based on locations from the games like uh, like the junkyard and shit so yeah um and the um you remember uh twisted the one that we played on the ps3 how one of the levels was a big ass theme park Yes, 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 yes. That yes. that theme park shows up in this show. Does it? Nice. Yep. In one of the one of the later levels. So yeah, um there's like the mall from the suburbs level in um Twisted Metal Black and all kinds of shit. Most of the stuff they took it, well it's from everything. It's from all over the series. I was pretty happy with it, but by far Will Arnett and Samoa Joe's combo as Sweet Tooth absolutely steal the show they are the best thing about the entire show by a large margin um speaking of the, the timing the, the the comedic timing is on point absolutely on point between the two of them uh speaking between his samoa- voice and his body movements oh yeah most definitely no speaking of samoa joe like i was listening to the playstation podcast where samoa joe was, it was a guest and he was talking about the twist metal show and how he had a, a buddy that works at, that w- was working. Is it Santa Monica Studios that did that did that did Twisted Metal? I think he said he had a buddy. I think he had. A, I think he said he had a buddy at Santa Monica Studios. They got a hold of him just as soon as he got released from his contract from the WWE, and he's like, "So Twisted Metal, you in?" Yeah, because David Jaffe made it, and it, he was working for Santa Monica at the time for the 2012 Twisted Metal. So that yeah. one, yes. But there, it, the Twisted Metal franchise has actually gone through several different developers. Okay. So, yeah, the older ones were made by completely different people, and so on and so forth. But, okay. Doki. Um, but yeah, overall I would give the show an 8 out of 10. It is really, you know, a lot of the best parts are in the beginning and the end, and the middle kind of drags a bit, and yeah. you know, sometimes, yeah, I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm about the sometimes the jokes lean a bit too toilet humor for my liking, but it's also <laughs> like, 
But it's got some great moments too. Again, Sweet Tooth is the best thing in the show, and oh, absolutely, they steal the uh, Will Arnett and Samoa Joe steal the fucking show. Mike and Stu, by the way, they were the drivers of Hammerhead in Twisted Metal Two, which was a um, a, a fucking um, god damn it, uh, monster truck. That's what it was, monster truck. Okay. Um, and also Granny Dread. Uh, that they meet on the convoy was the that, driver, the driver that, of that mo- of that same monster truck in Twisted Metal Three. That fucking <clears throat> ceremony that they did for Granny Dread was fucking that. That was different. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, very very interesting uh, stuff. So yeah, you've yeah. met you've met you've met the driver of Twister and stuff like that. So um. Here's the thing, uh, no spoilers or anything, but, like, basically from what I gathered from the finale, it seems like the second season is gonna be, like, the games. Like, it's gonna be an actual deathmatch tournament, uh, that's gonna be run by Calypso. This whole first season was basically just character development. And backstory and stuff like that, right? Setting up the thing. Um, I guess it depends on whether or not it gets renewed for a second season, but they set it up that way. That they And they seem to hint also that Mr. Grimm and Axel will be joining the second season as well. Nice. So, Mr. Grimm being the uh, motorcycle driver with the skull helmet and Axel being the guy stuck between two giant wheels uh, right. in all the Twisted Metals, you may remember. Okay. So... <clears throat> yeah, they're two of the most famous characters in the franchise next to, like, Outlaw and Sweet Tooth, you know. <clears throat> Fun fact, right. uh, Raven, you've met her, like, in the first or second episode. Uh, yeah. She, she's the driver of the Shadow car in Twisted Metal Black, which is the car that, the hearse, the purple hearse car that Quiet and her brother drive. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, uh... It's an interesting, um, interesting tidbit. Um, yeah. yeah, I was obsessed with those games growing up. So, anyways, that's my twisted metal uh, mini review or whatever. Um, what else you got? So I watched the, uh, I watched the the new Transformers movie, and no. I was on the edge of my seat. I laughed. I cried. It was fucking hilarious. Pete Davidson is actually one of the voices of one of the robots, uh, one of the Autobots. He, uh, he's the voice of Mirage. And Interesting. I just, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, is that that that, that, that that's, that's fucking Pete Davidson? Because I went and looked it up on IMDb. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. <clears throat> Pete Davidson is Mirage. And, um, Peter Dinklage um, is uh, the voice of Scourge. But it was awesome seeing them bringing in the the uh, the Autobots, the uh, the Terracons, and the uh, the Animal Transformers. Why am I having such a brain fart? Isn't it? It's in the title of the movie, right? Beasts or something? The, no, it's um, there's a specific term that they use in the movie. Animatron? I don't know. 
Uh, um, it'll come back to me. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably come back to me at the most inconvenient moment, like when we're talking in our, our topic of the day. Or topic of the yeah. topic of discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'd like to call it topic of the week, but we don't really always do this weekly, so... Right, yeah, fair. Mm-mm, but, okay. Um... Well, yeah, uh, tell me more about this uh, movie. Oh, my gosh. Um, So they, without going into too many spoilers, because this this movie, I I could immediately tell that it was Pete Davidson. There is no mistaking it. Like, yeah, his voice sounded a little, like, um, a little... uh, Robotic, robot, yeah, robotic. But you could definitely still tell that his. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, no, you can definitely still tell that it was him. Auto tune is the word I was looking for. Oh yeah, they do the thing. Um, what was it? The second Transformers movie had Tom Kenny playing one of the twins. So. Mm-hmm. The rise of the fallen. Now this and I was one like, was... oh, that's Spongy Bob. <laughs> right now, this was the this was. Um... Uh, Rise of the Beasts. I, I I was waiting for waiting to see this. It is streaming on uh, Paramount Plus uh, right now as we speak. If anyone here listening wants to check it out, it is on Paramount Plus. Oh, <clears throat> I've uh, yeah I've heard mixed things, so it's very uh, interesting. It um, was it was a nostalgia trip for me because I loved the Rise of the Beasts uh, series, like the animated series that they had on TV when I was a kid. That and I had uh, Optimus Primal, uh, the, uh, the, trans- the 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 gorilla um, that they had for like the toys by Hasbro. Uh, okay. Yeah, I had I had Optimus Primal as the Transformer. Uh, toy. So that was actually that was actually one of the critiques I heard was that it was um They brought in a lot. That was one of the critiques I heard was that it was a um it's called Rise of the Beasts, but there's not enough beasts, basically. Like they don't get enough screen time was one of the things I heard. So <clears throat> they I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say that there is something that is very canon to the original um, Transformers at the very end of the film. It's very canon. So that this is this is going to open up a whole new universe. Okay. Possibly some crossover films make a this might be the start to the 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 true start to the Hasbro cinematic universe oh good lord but will there be more beasts i don't know the Hasbro cinematic universe ah yes because we already uh, started it got i mean it, it transformers and barbie and hot wheels meet <clears throat> yeah i'm telling you that is, uh, 
Not gonna lie, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Not everything needs to be a universe. I love connected universes, but that doesn't work for everything. No, it really doesn't. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, what would you, what would you rate this one? Nine point five. Really? Yeah. Nine point five. A very generous nine point five. Yeah, generous is definitely the word. I, okay. <laughs> I uh, granted, I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard enough to know Bro, that that is that's definitely not an objective rating. <laughs> it's definitely high praise. Oh uh, no, it's definitely worth a watch. I was laughing my ass off. Okay, okay. That's it's, it's I, filled with, filled with action comedy. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody. I may have to give it a look then. Yes. Well, I highly recommend it. Speaking of things that are filled with action and comedy, um, I the, the the finale of Secret Invasion hit recently, so I can uh, okay. finally talk about it. And uh, I watched all of it. I liked the show in the beginning. Um. It definitely had some pacing issues, but then it kind of like it in about right around episode four. There's only six episodes, but right around episode four, it it gets really good. Episode four might be like the best one in the whole season, but okay. then it does some really goofy ass shit near the end of the show that kind of had me raise an eyebrow, and I feel like they didn't stick the landing. It, um, hmm. So, fair warning for the audience, I'm going to get into some mild spoiler territory here because it's really hard to explain exactly what's wrong with this show without doing so, but long story short, after the battle of Endgame, uh, Nick Fury sent some people in to collect the Avengers' DNA and he's been holding on to it. Well, DNA from the battlefield, he's got a fucking vial full of all kinds of DNA from different heroes and villains. Does this uh, mean we're going to see the revival of uh, Tony Stark? No, because his powers aren't based on DNA. They are... It's a suit. So... Yeah, that's fair. Now, what happens here, again, without... This is mild spoiler territory, but I'm not going to get into specifics... The finale of the show, the final showdown, basically boils between two characters that get injected with this cocktail of superhero powers. And it's literally just a bunch of characters beating the shit. It's two people beating the shit out of each other with a bunch of Easter eggs, is what it is. <laughs> um, I might have to and go and watch this. It's literally like... The Hulk's arm punches someone to Timbuktu, and then the other one has like a Drax arm flex, and then like there's <laughs> an ice sword, and then. But some of it doesn't make any fucking sense. At one point, one of them uses Ghost's powers, and she's the villain from Ant Man and the Wasp. She wasn't at the Battle of Endgame, so that doesn't make any goddamn sense. No. And the other, uh, the, you know, and then one of them uses Ebony Naw's powers, which are based from the rings on his fingers, so that's not DNA based. Ebony Maw being the. The one that uh, Iron Man called Squidward in Infinity War. Um, okay. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's just weird that they did that that way, but the basic premise of the show is Nick Fury has come back down to Earth from his satellite ship because something not good is happening on Earth. Um, the scrolls that he made friends with back in Captain Marvel, some of them are getting pissed because they haven't kept their promise about fighting him a new planet, so now there's a bunch of scroll rebels, and they're trying to start World War Three by framing Nick Fury for the death of... I'm not going to say who. That's a huge spoiler, but, you know. Um, so, uh, that's basically the setup. But there is there are some familiar faces okay. in the show from, from the movies. But some of it turns out that some of them have been scrolls uh, this entire time for a long time. And it kind of retcons a lot of shit that happens in the movies. And I feel like this okay. is going to be one of those shows... This is one of those shows that, like... This is one of those shows that sets up major implications for what could be happening in the MCU. Okay. But I feel like it should have... It should have major consequences going forward. But it won't. Because they've right. they've... It kind of feels like they've stopped caring about making everything connect. And it's uh, it's been going a little bit downhill in the recent years, I'm not going to lie. Everything after Endgame has either been a solid hit or a complete miss with no in-between. <laughs> so, right. you know, like The Eternals, a fucking giant dead celestial is sticking out of the Earth and absolutely no one has mentioned it in anything else. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing that you just ignore. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit peeved that they went the route they did, but I'm hoping, you know. And here's the other thing: Nick Fury basically starts a race war and then pisses off back to space with his wife. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Like between the scrolls and the humans. It sucks, and at this point, it's like, well, and now when I'm watching every other Marvel movie and show, I'm going to be wondering who is and isn't a scroll the whole time I'm watching it right. because of this goddamn show. <laughs> right. You know, because they're all shapeshifters that could be anybody. Right. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, uh, it's... I want to try and stay... But, in, um, what's that? I want to try and stay on the topic of Marvel and scrap the other thing I was going to talk about because this really has... Well, hold on, hold on. One more second. <laughs> I just want to let you know Amelia Clark is in this show. Oh, um, okay. The mother the mother of dragons. Yeah. They grossly underutilize her. It is almost offensive how Jesus underused Christ. she is. Like yeah, they they don't do her enough justice. But Nick Fear or Samuel Jackson is really good in the show. Of I course, I, that's what I've heard. You like, but like, there's definitely this whole like, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit kind of thing going on. You know? Yeah. You know, he's not the he's not the same kick ass eye patch guy he used to be. Um, no. You know, he, he he honestly he spends most of the movie looking like a homeless man. If I'm being honest. Christ. Um. I can't remember the actress's name, but there's a funny British lady that basically carries the whole show on her back, and she is hilarious. She has this way of, like, like spouting one-liners and, and funny quips right before she murders somebody or cuts their fingers off, and it's great. <laughs> I love her. Hey, everyone. Oversoul here. Just a quick interjection. Uh, the actress that I was thinking of, her name is Olivia Coleman.
Yes, that's Olivia Coleman. She's the funniest character in the whole show. She alone is a reason to watch it, I think. All right, back to the show. Um, the show is worth watching. It's just like I would temper my expectations going into it because it's it's kind of an up and down experience. Um, okay. But yeah, um, so I will marvel at your uh, yeah marvel. yeah no you okay have what okay so I'm gonna scrap the other thing I was gonna talk about. Because this has me livid. Put it in the trash. You know what? Fuck you, Marvel. I cannot believe you guys are scrapping the plans for a Deadpool 3 when you pretty, pretty basically you have the fans at your fingertips with the fact that they've already leaked pictures of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in costume on set. And the, the glorious blue and yellow suit that we've been waiting to see in a Marvel film. And you're just going to fucking take it away? Fuck out of here with that shit. Feels like retaliation to the strike, doesn't it? Oh like my don't... god. That makes me... It's... I'm pissed. Because I was looking forward to that. I'm not okay with that. Just as long as you direct that ire towards the corporations and not the actors. <laughs> oh, because... no, no, this is definitely not the actors. I know it's not the actors' fault because I know that Ryan Reynolds has been really wanting to do this with Hugh Jackman by his side as Wolverine. He was blowing sure his he's ass a up on of the. He was blowing his ass up on strike. social media. Yeah, no, it was. He was blowing his ass up on social media, and he basically like convinced him by just bugging the ever living shit out of him until he said, "Yes, I'll come back and do Wolverine one last time." Like, yeah, that it's, man. It's unfortunate. It sucks. Like, I, I'm not okay with this. this. Uh... I don't know if I'll be able to recover from this. Oh, oh! I'm, there are worse fates. Trust me. Now, I do think though that um, what was I going to say? Uh, once, hopefully, once all this stuff blow blows over, they'll be able to figure something out. But like, I, I do feel like, it seems so, like, like Marvel's gone into a Marvel's gone into a tailspin lately, having to like shuffle around their release schedule for their upcoming movies, partially. Because of the strike, too. but also, but also because of all the shit with uh, Jonathan Majors, who was their planned major villain, no pun intended, for the <laughs> next big phase, and of course because of all the domestic abuse allegations, now they're you know might have to distance themselves from him. Is so it's okay? all, yeah, can, exactly my point. That's oh, so it's all fuck. very very muddy, you know. God damn. It's all it's all very muddy. You know, it, it might, as much as I hate to say this because I love it, truth be told, it might be time to just pull the plug on the MCU. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It might, be, it might be time to just take that bitch off life support. <laughs> yeah. No, Quite frankly. The world's most, lo the world's longest TV show. Most expensive TV show. Most expensive <laughs> TV show. But it doesn't matter if you haven't seen the last episode anymore because they stopped giving a shit about connecting everything now. <laughs> so, right, yeah. 
Well, at least in this current phase so far. You know, I mean, I know Kang is important in Ant-Man, and he was in Loki, and he's going to be in season two of Loki as well. But after that, everything's up in the air. It's very, we're getting season two of Loki in October, but after that, everything is kind of like hanging by a thread at the moment. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we'll just have to see where it goes. Well, you know? I don't. I don't think Deadpool 3 is going to be canceled indefinitely, but it may no longer be a part of the MCU is what I gathered from that news. Okay. Um, but that being said, though, it's obviously everything is that's not finished has been delayed on account of the strikes and stuff. So, yeah, no, um, it said in the article thing, it was like, like they were um, like, there's not on their, their plans for releases. Yeah, so it's gonna be yeah. Everything's on hold right now, except for things that are already done. Things that are already yeah. done are still gonna come out, but everything else is on hold. So that's that a big sense. part of it. Um. Sense. So. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Um. Well, speaking of companies making terrible decisions, um, uh, we've been killing it with these segues today. By the way, uh, yeah. Rockstar has decided to re-release Red Dead Redemption, but hold your applause, folks, because it is not a good thing. And here's why. Because they are not releasing a remake or remaster. They are releasing a port uh, of the PS3 version, I believe. Um, Not the 360... The 360 version is already playable on current Xbox systems, and it gets upscaled because the backwards compatibility on it adds, like, HDR and frame boosts, so it's already, like, the best version of it that you can play. But this version that's coming to PS4 and Nintendo Switch is a straight port of the PS3 version. No upscaling... No enhanced graphics, no enhanced frame rate, no extra content. It comes with the Undead Nightmare DLC, but that's it. No multiplayer either. So it's just a port of the single player and the DLC PS3 version with no multiplayer. And here's the real kicker. They're charging 50 bucks for this soulless cash grab. <laughs> 50 smackaroos for this over a de- decade old pay. PS3 game. <laughs> I would pay 50 bucks for a remaster, but I would not pay 50 bucks for a shitty-ass fucking port. They're basically saying, oh, we're going to copy and paste this on the PS4 disc. Yeah. Oh, but don't you see it's special because you can play the PS4 version on the PS5 like that makes a difference. (laughs) Right. You know. I'd pay 50 bucks for a goddamn remake. Yes, yeah, for that, for sure. A remake, a, re- a remake or a remaster. But not, uh, like, not, not a fucking... Remake from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. No, I would even pay, I would pay 50 to 40, 40 to 50 for a remaster because it's a great game. Like, if they actually, like, released it at, like, 1080p or 4k with, like, 60 frames or whatever, make it, like, you know, give it the Kingdom Hearts treatment, the God of War treatment, you know, the... Right, you know, yeah. The, that that thing. Yeah, um I would I would do that. I would be okay with that. This, you know, give it the Last of Us treatment. The Last of Us remaster might be one of the best examples yes. of a remaster ever. So um that would be cool, but the this <sighs> what they're doing, this is uh, this is shameless 
terrible thing. Like, that's... Yeah, it's not... If they were... Okay, I'm not against it completely just being a port if they were only charging, like, 20 bucks or some shit for it. Or if you already owned it on PS3, it's just, like, a free upgrade. That would be cool. But instead... Right. The fact that they're charging $50 for it is ballsy and pretentious. <laughs> I can't get past that. Rockstar, do better. Yeah. Stop yeah, worrying I, about fucking porting a goddamn game from the PS3 when you should be working more towards a release date or announcement for Grand Theft Auto 6. Well, I mean, companies have multiple development teams that are doing multiple things at once, so that's like, I mean... That's fair. Ubisoft is actively working on, like, three or four games at a time. Same for, like, Square Enix and big companies like that. They have different... Like, Square Enix has a team specifically dedicated to Kingdom Hearts and a team specifically dedicated to Final Fantasy XIV and shit like that. So That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... But that being said, it doesn't excuse the bullshit with the port. It doesn't at all. No, it really no, fucking but, doesn't. No. You know... And, You're better, Rockstar. But truly, what do we expect from a company that has re-released Grand Theft Auto V 17 times? So, right at this point, you know, they're starting to turn into Bethesda. Like they did that shit with Skyrim. <laughs> I mean, you can play Skyrim. Yeah. You can play Skyrim on an Alexa, for Christ's sake. I yeah yeah. So yeah yeah. By the way, since you had a point five, I'm gonna do a quick point five, real real quick, and I'm gonna say uh, the new scene. I'll give Kevin Hart another another foot. Yeah, sure. The the the, <laughs> new, the new seasons of Futurama, Harley Quinn, and Always Sunny in Philadelphia are hilarious. Watch them; they're great. I uh, I wholeheartedly endorse uh, all all three of them. Um, so okay. Yep, yep. Futurama's back. Harley Quinn is back, and Sunny is back. I'm uh, I'm happy with all that. So, um. Alright, well, enough fun and games. Let's put on our judging caps and decide whether or not the people on Reddit are a-holes. What do you say? Yes. Yes. Alright, let's do it. You ever hear the saying, you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole, you run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. All right, everyone, here we are at this episode's topic of interest. And instead of a topic today, it's not really a game that we're playing, but we are going to do something a little different, a little interesting, rather than a discussion. Um, I guess it is kind of a discussion, because we'll be discussing uh, other people and judging them accordingly. We'll be passing our judgment on to these poor condemned souls. No, so... yeah. Uh, there's this YouTube channel slash podcast that I listen to called r slash this guy named Dabney. He goes on Reddit and reads stories from very specific subreddits like, uh, r slash entitled parents, r slash choosing beggars, r slash petty revenge, you know, stuff like that. And he reads very interesting, fun, uh, stories, usually about Karens getting their comeuppance. So it's a bit cathartic sometimes, uh, to listen to. Uh, it just, you know, uh, one of the ones that he reads a lot is r slash am I the asshole? 
in in this subreddit, people post stories asking Reddit to judge them based off of the story itself on whether or not these people post stories where they don't believe that they're in the wrong or they think they might be in the wrong and they're trying to get confirmation one way or the other from strangers on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, right. so, you know, to play this game, basically, so I will be scrolling through the subreddit and picking out a few stories here, and I'll be reading them, and then you and I will discuss or debate on whether or not we think the person who wrote the story is the a-hole, whether or not the person they wrote the story about is the a-hole, the opposing side, whether or not there is no a-hole, you know, because sometimes that's the case, or sometimes just a misunderstanding or something, or whether or not everyone sucks equally. You know, then that's... So those are the four options that we get. And we may not agree on all of them, but that's that's the fun part. That's, you know, that's what makes it interesting. So <clears throat> I've got... I'm going to try to pick ones that are more, like, fun, and I don't want to say easy, but, like, I don't want to pick ones that are, like, super serious, that are, like, dealing with, like, you know, like, traumatic or, like, triggering things. I want it to be a little more, like, you know, let's laugh at some stupid Karens kind of thing. Um, right, right. So, <clears throat> let us begin, shall we, with a, uh, a short and yeah. simple one. This... This story is called... Well, they all start with, you know, am I the A? Um, I'm going to be saying A-hole. I know we curse on this podcast, but in ex but this is going to be a lot. And I feel like an excessive amount of the word, of the usage of asshole back-to-back -back would be... Uh, I feel like the, the algorithm AI bots or whatever will catch on to that and, like, demonetize the video. So I'm going to be more... Uh, tiptoey around that and i'm going to say a-hole okay a lot instead so okay that makes sense <clears throat> all right so this one is called am i the a-hole for calling my eight-year-old selfish <laughs> off to a great start already oh my um, gosh <clears throat> um, i have three i it's, we're not to do you gotta actually uh, read the story before you can't judge off the title alone gotta read the story i know um, i whole hard not to uh, all right sometimes the titles are misleading so all right so <laughs> i have three kids seven eight and ten and my sister has two seven and ten oh, we went we went on vacation together recently and we took the kids to a zoo that also had a few rides the kids went on the rides while my sister and I got coffee nearby. We told them to meet us at a certain table when they were done. My eight-year-old came to me much earlier than her siblings slash cousins. I asked if the ride scared her and she said no. She just skipped the lines. I asked for clarification and she said when there was extra space on the ride, they asked for single riders to come up to the front, so she did that for all five rides. I told her the point of her going with her siblings and cousins is to have fun with them and that it was a selfish it was selfish for her to leave them so that she could cut the line. I told her I understand why she doesn't have many friends if this is how she acts all the time and she started to cry and ran to my sister. My sister ended up buying her ice cream and said that I was too harsh. She told my husband and he's mad at me for speaking to her like that. Reddit, am I the a-hole for calling my daughter selfish? <laughs> 
Okay, so I am going to be the first one to say, no, she's not wrong for calling the eight-year-old selfish. That was a very selfish uh, and sometimes depending on the kid's maturity and if they don't know how to process stranger danger yeah it's a very it could be a very it could have been a very dangerous uh behavior as well um basically they were there to spend time with their cousins so they should she should have stayed in line with her cousins spend time with them ride with them don't go on the single riders just well, so the, it, the it seems as though part of the problem is that there was an odd number of kids, and these are um, so it wasn't possible for them all to go together. One of them had to go alone. It seems. Uh, uh, based on the context that here, all on, that all depends on the so, rights too. So, um, the, one of the things I'm going to obviously do is I'm going to scroll through the comments under the post and kind of get a feel for what the majority opinion is. And okay. it looks like on on this one, uh, the majority opinion is that yes, the mother is the asshole in this story, and I have to agree with that. And I'm sometimes the people in the comments can say it better than me. So here's here's the reason why this person quoted something that she said in the story, where she said, "I told her I understand why she doesn't have many friends if this is how she acts all the time." This person said, what the fuck kind of trashy shithole of an adult says this to an eight-year-old? You're the a-hole. Um, Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, another person says, yeah, she volunteered when the ride operator asked for single riders. The point of vacation is to relax and enjoy yourselves. Uh, another person says, exactly, and there were five kids. One of them was going to end up riding solo no matter what. Uh, yeah, insulting her yeah. like a, a mean girl does not inspire her to change. You scorch her world with this one. I would say... Jesus Christ. See. People of... The people of Reddit are... Ha they have no fucking chill. Here we go. They I would 100%... Predators have no chill. <laughs> I would 100% say you're the a-hole. The kid is fucking eight. Instead of treating this as a teaching moment, you tell your own child, I get why you have no friends. The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I have to agree See, to that, that. Whether or not the action is selfish, I think that becomes invalidated once the uh, once the uh, emotional abuse kicks in. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, there is no, there is no reason for that. There's no good reason for that. No. Now here's probably the here's here's probably the best comment on the whole thing. This one says, "You're the A." First, I think kids were too the kids were too young to just let go on their own. They were nearby but not in eyesight. That's not good and that's on you for letting it happen. Second, there was an odd number which isn't good for rides. She took the single rider they all could have. She was just faster. Third, what an awful awful thing to say to a child. She didn't cut the line. She wasn't selfish and I bet she had a lot of friends. Way, way to drive your kids away from you. Jesus yeah, Christ. that's the kind of shit that'll get your kid to like cut contact with you when they grow up. <laughs> right? Like seriously, though. Um. But yeah, so that 
Hey, it's it's okay to change your it's okay to change your answer. It's okay to change your answer. You don't have to, you know. Um, God damn, yeah, no. Or not. Like, um, no, yeah, no, she's definitely the ass. She's definitely the a-hole in this. Yeah. Okay, here's a good one. Am I the a-hole for overreacting after my wife lied about our baby's gender? <laughs> Oh, what? this would be an interesting. Wait, wait, uh, yeah. okay, wait, 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 <laughs> what? I know, I know. Oh my god, I'm, oh, this is so cringy. Oh my god. Sometimes the titles alone, right? Okay, oh so here my we go. God. I, I, a thirty, a thirty-two-year-old male, and my wife, twenty-five female, are expecting our first child. I've reacted in ways I'm now questioning and need outside perspective. Background. My child was a tumultuous one. Growing up, I always... My childhood was a tumultuous one. Growing up, I always craved a strong male figure in my life. I never had that bond with my father and always envisioned having it with a son. My wife was aware of this deep-rooted desire. During her first pregnancy appointments, I was on an essential business trip. These trips, though draining, are critical since I'm the only breadwinner trying to ensure a different life for my child than I had. In my absence, my wife and her adopted mother attended the checkups. Upon my return, she excitedly told me we were having a boy. We invested emotionally and financially, a blue nursery, boy-themed items, even naming him after my late grandfather. However, a chance remark from her mother disclosed we're having a girl. My wife admitted she knew from the beginning but didn't tell me, thinking she was protecting my feelings. I was devastated, feeling the weight of uh, past hurts and fresh betrayals. In my pain, I cleared out the nursery, and in a moment I regret, I told her mother she wasn't welcome at the upcoming family events, seeing her as part of the deceit. I acted out of deep-seated emotions and past traumas. I love my wife and regret my actions, but I feel lost. Am I the a-hole for how I responded? Hell no, he's not. He was well within his rights to be pissed off. Hell no. Like, that was a fuck... Seriously? That's probably one of the dumbest things to lie about. I'm not even gonna lie. That's fucking. That's that's fucking. Like, it's not like you could keep up the lie after he after he came back from his business trip. No, because you obviously see there's no peen there. <laughs> there's so, no peen when. <laughs> When there's been enough, when there's been enough votes to decide a unanimous, they usually slap a label on it. So I knew Ugh. ahead of time what this one was going to be because I saw the label. Um, you may or may not be surprised to hear that uh, Reddit has decided that this one is a everyone sucks here one. This is a everyone sucks equally one. Apparently, I'm going to okay. read this top comment uh, that basically explains why. Everyone sucks here. I cannot imagine why she thought it would be less painful for you to think you were having a boy and then disappoint you later. Getting your hopes up accomplishes nothing. That said, you very much did overreact in clearing out the nursery and disinviting her mother from coming over. This reaction is a red flag, and you... Uh, 
You talking about this pain and devastation surrounding having a girl is probably the reason she was afraid to tell you in the first place. Because she probably wants to be uh, excited about this child and didn't want to deal with you acting like it's something devastating that it's a girl. Also, you are projecting way too much on an unborn child. What if you did have a boy, but he wasn't interested in this intense father-son relationship that you are craving? Can any real-life father-son relationship actually even live up to the one in your head that is supposed to heal your past wounds? Your kids are real people. Don't set them up for failure by having all these weird expectations for how they will be better, how they will better your existing traumas. That's what therapy is for. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired. That is a uh, pretty well thought out comment. I'm not gonna lie. Shots fucking uh, fired, bro. Like goddamn. I have to agree with it. I have to agree with it. The wife is wrong yeah, for lying, no. but the husband is the husband definitely has some unresolved trauma that he's projecting onto his unborn child here. Yo. You know, this is uh, this is definitely a. Uh, yeah, because it's not always it's not always a black and white answer. Sometimes everyone sucks, and sometimes nobody sucks. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. All right, here we go. I I got one. I was I was looking for this one specifically. So okay. All right, the next one. Am I the a hole for asking my sister to pay for the damage her son caused to my artwork? No. I'm just based on that. Based on that. Yeah, based on the title, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But. Let's obviously gotta need the context, so... I, a 32-year-old female, am an artist, and I recently had one of the biggest commissions of my career, a large mural for a local business. It took me weeks of planning and about 10 days of actual painting. I stored the final sketches and painted samples in my home office. Last week, my sister, 36 female, and her family came over for a visit. She has a 6-year-old son, Ethan... While we were chatting in the living room, Ethan went off to play. A little while later, I walk into my office to find Ethan had found my watercolors and decided to add to my sketches and printed samples. He essentially ruined weeks of work. I was furious and immediately asked my sister to supervise her child more closely. My sister apologized, but when I mentioned she needed to cover the damages and the cost to redo the work, she scoffed and said it was just a drawing and that kids will be kids. The business was expecting the mural installation in less than a week. I had to work around the clock to redo everything. It cost me sleep, extra materials, and a rush uh, fee to get some supplies delivered ASAP. My sister is now angry with me for sending her an invoice for the damages, and we haven't spoken in days. My family is divided. Some say I'm right for wanting to be compensated, while others think I'm being too harsh on a child's innocent mistake. So, so, what's the verdict here? Coming from a personal experience, uh, my daughter has uh, damaged some things over at a friend's house, and I've I've already replaced a fan that she broke. I'm in the process of trying to get the money to replace something that has no value um but uh just to get her something that would 
not replace what was destroyed, but was, um, but but will like fill vo fill the void of what was destroyed, if that makes sense. So no, yeah, no, she's definitely not in the. She's not the a hole for that. It was exactly. It, you break it, you buy it. Applies to the shit in my house it, too. The exact, <laughs> yeah. exact, like, exact fucking window. Yes, that. Mm -hmm. I, I have to agree with that. The, Def, definitely not to, the asshole. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> and I'm part of. If that. you have a kid that young, yeah. If you have a kid that young, you're responsible for them. I, that's that's your whatever they do. That is the parent takes the consequences for. That's yeah, how it no, works. I, I'm part of the I have to replace shit club. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, um, yeah, I'll just read this uh, top comment here that says, that agrees, not the a-hole. All of these parents thinking that their little angels don't need supervision and can't do no wrong give parents a bad name. Thank off, you! Should, Thank you! First off, that that child should not be allowed to just wander off unsupervised. He could have gotten hurt by trying to play with something dangerous. Secondly, a six-year-old should, by now, know that they need to ask to use something that isn't theirs. He could have asked, and you could have given him some scrap paper, uh, color paints, old two old brushes, or whatever, and told him to knock himself out. Third, because of parents' lack of parenting, the child cost a business a lot of money. Now the mother won't pay because family. And apparently it's okay to cost your family money without consequences, I guess. You are not harsh on the child. You are harsh on the parent for not parenting that child. So I'm not... Boom. Not, not... Yeah, no, that was, that was fucking deep. Um, but no, there's one thing I could say that would excuse what not necessarily excuse what the child did obviously i would highly recommend that this lady pay for the damages that were done but this child oh, for sure the whole like a six-year-old child that didn't ask first any normal, like, six-year-old child would, would, would definitely, like, ask first. But this this child may have had, a like, a special, like, condition. Maybe he was autistic. So he saw something and wanted to do it. And without skipping a beat, he just went and did it. That is true that sometimes you have to have a little more patience with that kind of stuff. I mean, I would know because I have a form of autism. But I... Yeah. There is... There is a point where you still understand right from wrong and, you know, how to ask permission. There is... The adult it's, should uh, be... It's still not... Yeah, not putting blame on the child here, obviously, but they, the, the adult should have put the effort into teaching them, yes. Uh, entitled Karens often um, raise entitled children. So that's... Uh, yeah. Okay, so here's a fun one. <clears throat> Am I the a-hole for kicking my daughter's boyfriend out of my house? <laughs> so, I let okay. my oldest daughter... I let my oldest daughter, Kate, 24, live in my great-grandmother's old home. Um, she recently let her boyfriend, 32, of nine months move in. Kate had been coming over once a week, spending hours at our house. She was visiting my wife and fell asleep on our couch twice. I found out her boyfriend and friends have uh, boys' nights 
and Katie isn't even allowed in the home when he's having boys' nights there. My effing home that I own. Next time uh, Katie was talking to her mom, I made some excuses and went over to the house and let her boyfriend and his bros have it and reminded him it's not his house and I will get him an eviction on his credit report and he'll never have anywhere else to... uh, to have his stupid boys night. I told him to move out. He's going to, but Katie said I overstepped and I told her she's not to let anybody kick her out of her own place ever again. And she's not to move anyone else in without my permission because I would sell the house and put it in my retainment. She's been crying because her boyfriend broke up with her after, uh, after calling me a psychopath for what I did. I'm just trying to not allow my daughter or my property to be taken advantage of. Uh, My wife agrees with me, but thinks I could have handled the situation with more finesse. Uh, I'm going to go right off the bat and say definitely not the a-hole in this situation. What kind of garbage boyfriend kicks his girlfriend out of the house that he has no right to? It's her house, not his, so he can have his boys' night. Go have your boys' night somewhere else. The fuck? Right. Uh, the fuck? No, no claim to that. No claim to that whatsoever. That is some, that is some controlling red flag behavior that for sure. Sure, the fuck is. I feel like he did his daughter a favor. She might have dodged a bullet on that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dodged a major bullet on that one. Big Sounds old. like a real pretentious douchebag. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Another relationship one. Am I the a-hole for going off on my girlfriend for using my credit card? Uh, 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 oh. My girlfriend and I uh, have been living together for about a year now. I allowed her to move into my apartment, and she's currently still in college. I do fund her lifestyle, and this isn't something I have a problem doing, but I don't give her access to my cards, accounts, or anything like that. She'll come with me to whatever she wants, and I'll give her the money to cover it, and that's our dynamic. I checked my account yesterday to see transactions on my credit card, and I didn't know about, and questioned her about it to find out she took my credit card to buy things, expensive things that she didn't inform me about. I'm upset at the fact she took my credit card out of my wallet and didn't even tell me anything when she could have just came and talked to me. It messes with the trust and leniency I gave her. We did some yelling back and forth. We called each other a few names. She told me it wasn't that big of a deal and that I needed to calm down. I told her she should go stay with her parents since she feels that way, which she did for the night. I received a phone call from her mother on how I've been treating her daughter and that it wasn't right how I handled the situation. Before she moved in with me, her parents financially helped her as well. So this is all she knows. So I guess it could make sense the way she thinks, but I'm not sure and I don't want to get taken advantage of and let her walk all over me. Although I do love her. Ooh, that's... She's a... Okay, so clearly this girlfriend is an entitled Karen, raised by an entitled Karen, and uh, she, what she did is literally a crime. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's credit card fraud. Not the asshole, not the a-hole for going off on her for committing a literal crime. No. Like, a felony, in yeah, fact. Yeah, Like, he, he could press charges if he wanted to. This, uh, she seems toxic, and on top of it, she tries to gaslight him into thinking he's in the wrong for going off on her for stealing from him. Right. 
what a terrible person, but if she was raised by enabling parents that allowed her to... They basically spoiled the shit out of her, and so that's how she turned out. This is why you don't spoil... You, you don't spoil and you don't, like... You don't enable entitled behavior. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, it pretty much begins and ends at that being a crime. That's not, you know, where else do you go with that? Get fucked, Karen. This will be the last one. We're going to end on a very interesting one. This is... <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this. Okay. This, just based off the title alone. Okay, here we go. Am I the a-hole for meowing at my cat? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh I am eight my eighteen male uh, sister, seventeen female, had some of her friends over at our place yesterday. They were just chilling out and watching the TV. I was playing with my cat, baby talking and meowing to her like I usually do. A couple of minutes after I started doing this, my sister's friends started giggling and whispering a little. My sister told me to stop saying that I'm embarrassing her in front of the girls by acting so childishly. I just told her no, stuck my tongue out at her, and when she started berating me, and then I ignored her. She got really mad at me, then told her friends how she's often embarrassed of how I talk to the cat. Am I the a-hole? <laughs> no? Um, no, definitely not. She just doesn't, she's just a buzzkill. Not the, I love this top comic. It says, not the a-hole. She's just jealous that you speak caddish and she doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. I love this one. She's 17. At that age, you get embarrassed by breathing. Right. Not the a-hole. <laughs> you know. Um, yep. Yeah, definitely not the a-hole here. Who doesn't baby talk their cat and meow at them? I feel like you don't know how to properly own a cat if you don't do that. Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Gotta love that one. Uh, Yes. Had to end on a cat, of course. All right, so um, that was some stories from r slash am I the a-hole. Right. Uh, Definitely. Yes, yes. yes. Definitely uh, enjoyable. I, I would do this again. Uh, I you know in the future. Yeah. Quite honestly, I yeah, don't mind. I, like I don't this. mind doing sequels. I don't mind doing sequels. So we could do a sequel in the future. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, that would be interesting. But okay. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this episode, folks. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. Give me your thoughts on each of those stories that we read. Um, you know, in the comments, or if you want to send it to me in an email, and, or whatever. All that fun stuff. Um, you can follow me at uh, Twitter, I'm not calling it X, at Oversoul53. Uh, and of course, YouTube, Oversoul Gaming. Yeah. And you? Uh, Twitter, uh, Vaping Fiend. Uh, TikTok, V.Vaping.Fiend. Which uh, the vaping theme. Yes, yes, there you go. And thank you for calling it Twitter. Like I said, I'm not calling it X. 
No. Elon Musk can go X himself. I'm X uh, don't give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so stupid. But anyways, yeah. Um, follow us over on the thing if you haven't already jumped ship to somewhere else. Jumped on off the sinking ship <laughs> to somewhere else at this point. But, you know, as always... That has been the show. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Good night, everybody. Bye. Elon Musk is one of the 13 Xehanorts. <laughs> <laughs>